Blog Talk Radio. Wealthy Sisters is on the air. Wealthy Sisters, the show that features six- and seven-figure-earning women of color. Tune in Mondays at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time as entrepreneur, author, speaker Deborah Hartnett showcases the triumphant journey of these powerful sisters. You'll be inspired, encouraged, and informed every Monday at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. Our call-in number is 347-838-9278 or listen live 24 hours a day at www.wealthysisters.com. Now, our host, Deborah Hardnett. Well, hello and welcome to Wealthy Sisters, sponsored by the Big Thinkers Academy of Personal Development, where their mission is to maximize human potential. This great new company is launching November 1st, 2011. You can visit them at www.bigthinkersacademy.com. Wealthy Sisters is where we celebrate the lives of six- and seven-figure earning women of color, and our purpose is twofold. First, we love to inspire and encourage you, the listener, and second, we must edify, promote, acknowledge, and say thank you to the sisters for doing big things. I'm Deborah Hartnett, your host, broadcasting live on the Worldwide Blog Talk Network, and today is another fabulous Monday. We like to call it Money Monday, so if you need a slogan, let's all join together and call it Money Monday. Today, we know, is September 26, 2011, and I hope you're as excited about your future as I am. And while I'm mentioning that, I, I like to just say, you know, we've heard studies that show that Mondays uh, is the, the number one day between from, I think it's like from 8 to 11, 8 to 12, that they have the highest rate of heart attacks. And a lot of people like to reason that is because a lot of people are not happy with what they're doing or they've got to get up and go to a job that they're, they're not fulfilled in. Well, you know here at Wealthy Sisters, we're all about fulfillment and helping you realize that you can live the life you want. You can design it just like you can design a home. You can design your life and live it. So I don't know why I mentioned that today, but that is something very, very special that we need to hold on to. So you know that we are here every week at the same time. That's Mondays, 12 noon Eastern, so go and spread the word. Now, have you ever heard that expression, what you don't know, it won't hurt you? Well, I'm here to tell you, after 25 years of business experience, I have learned that that is one of the most ignorant statements we can make. Now, I don't mean to use the word ignorant in, in, in a negative point of view. Simply just what it means, just a lack of knowledge, just not knowing, not being aware. See, there are a lot of things out here that if only we knew, just a, knew a little bit of information, wow, I know many of you can relate to that. Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to bring to your awareness, as you know, we always do every week. And some of the things we want to talk about is, did you know that there are ways that you could do business with the government, and particularly today we're going to talk about the federal government. Were you aware that there are 
several millionaires that have been created just from contracts acquired with the federal government. Well, our very special guest today is an expert in doing business with the government. She is none other than the Director of Personal Property Management and the Office of Small Business Utilization of the U.S. General Services Administration. That's none other than Ms. Stephanie E. Wilson Coleman. So please, you know what you have to do right now. Go call everybody, text them, tweet them, tell them they've got to tune in. we got some hot information for them today. Tell them to dial 347-838-9278. Again, that's 347-838-9278. And you can always listen to us live on WealthySistersRadio.com. And that's Sisters, S-I-S-T-A-S, Radio.com. Remember to follow us. Find us there on Twitter, on the Wealthy Sisters, Facebook, and then when you log into the Blog Talk Network, you can always mark us as your follower or follow us there, too, so that you can get a reminder of our show. So, you know, I just really am so impressed and so in awe of this this powerful woman's resume, Ms. Stephanie E. Wilson Coleman, as we mentioned, is the GS Director of Personnel Property, Personal Property Management, and the Office of Small Business Utilization. Now, this office serves as the advocate for small businesses, and the Personal Property Division is responsible for disposing of the federal government's excess and surplus property through utilization, donations, and sales. Hmm, wonder where they get all their property from. Hint, hint, clue, clue. Tune in now. Coleman spent over 20 years in various financial positions in the private sector. These positions include an assistant control world entertainment group, the St. Petersburg Medical Clinic finance director for the Bay Plaza companies, and manager and technical specialist for Allstate insurance companies. Ms. Wilson Coleman is a graduate of the University of Chicago, graduate of School of Business, executive MBA program where she earned a master's of business administration and the University of Arkansas, wow, Little Rock, where she earned her bachelor's of arts degree. She also earned a financial management certification from the USDA graduate school and Miss Miss Wilson Coleman is a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha, shall we say AKA sorority, make sure I say it right, Blacks in Government, the National Association of Black MBAs and the National Forum of black public administrators. So please understand, she is well-documented, well-qualified to be sharing with us today. So when we come back from this short break, we're going to hear from none other than Ms. Stephanie E. Wilson Coleman, the GSA's Director of Personnel Property Management and the Office of Small Business Utilization. Stay tuned. Having more money won't solve your problems, but being a trusted client of Visionary Financial Strategies will. Your help begins on the web by contacting vfstrategies.com. That's vfstrategies.com. Or 410-929-4837. Again, 410-929-4837. At Visionary Financial Strategies, every financial move must have a purpose. Visionary. This segment is sponsored by willdrake.com. That's www.willdraike.com. The hot new suspense novel, Bad and Worse, A Tale of Men, published by Permal Coast Publishing. Sometimes the only way to stop a killer is to love him. Available in stores. 
Yes, we are live back on Wealthy Sisters. This is Deborah Hartman, your host. And as always, we want to thank you for tuning in today. You can have your friends text them, tweet them, come to call in. We got an awesome show as usual for you. You can listen live on the web at the Wealthy Sisters Radio.com. That's Wealthy Sisters. S-I-S-T-A-S Radio.com And also you can listen Steal your phone 347-838-9278 Where our very special guest today Is Miss Stephanie E. Wilson Coleman She happens to be the GSA's Director of Personnel Property Management And the Office of Small Business Utilization So without any further delay I am so excited to say Welcome to Wealthy Sisters Miss Stephanie Thank you very much. It is indeed my pleasure to share any information that I may have to help people who own their own small businesses to do business with the federal government. Well, you know, I, I, I when I've had the, the great privilege of getting to, to meet you and to have some conversations with you, and I, I just want to say thank you um, right now uh, to you for everything that you're doing and how committed you are in supporting small business owners. I really want to say thank you for that, really. You're welcome. Um, yeah, it is it's, a, it's a passion, as a matter of fact. It's got to be. <laughs> Yeah, it shows. It really does show from from all the things that you've done and you've been able to accomplish, and and uh, just just our conversation that I can't wait to uh, learn more about today. You know, you, you're talking about the great new projects that are happening. Uh, it's just so wonderful to hear that because oftentimes, uh, as I mentioned earlier, we are unaware of the great um, opportunities that lie right here at our fingertips. And so, you know, for someone like yourself to take the time out and share that information, it, it's just so empowering. So thank you again. And now, here on Wealthy Sisters, you know, we, we are a little nosy. We always say that. We always kind of wonder what actually went into the ingredients of what we see today of our guests. So if you don't mind, just share a little bit about your background and how you actually came to the position you're in today. Um, as you let the view, the listeners know earlier, I um from Little Rock, Arkansas originally, I got my undergraduate degree there, moved around from there to Florida from my first marriage, decided I wanted to relocate to a city that had two newspapers, and henceforth I'm in Chicago. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Got my MBA here, but along the path um, in discovering who I was and discovering what my passion is, I I had one question in mind, which did lead to the MBA, and is in a society, in a country that is as prosperous as we are, what are the things and the barriers and entries, the barrier to entry and success for small businesses and for uh, minority-owned businesses because I'm an African-American woman? And that was one of the things that I needed the answer to. And what I decided was actually put in a rap song years ago uh, that said access is just access. We are as smart, we are as capable, but what we don't have is access. So As the director of the Office of Small Business Utilization, I am able to help small businesses gain access to federal contracts. 
Mm-hmm. Now, if you will, you know, a lot of us um, may not be privy to what the GSA means and, you know, what that is. Can you go into details more about what that whole GSA is and exactly what your position is and what it does? General Services Administration is an agency that uh, was established by way uh, through legislation. People are generally not aware of who we are, and the first time we got public glimpse was during the uh, election when we did not turn over the keys to the White House to Bush until the election results were actually uh, validified. Uh, So we own the White House. We own, in my region in Chicago, we own over 128 federal office buildings and 986 lease spaces from private sector landlords throughout the Great Lakes region. Uh, So we own all the federal buildings. We own all the courthouses. We lease a lot of courthouses. And not only that, we own what's called uh, schedules, which are like purchase agreements between companies and the federal government that will guarantee our pricing, guarantee that all the federal acquisition regulations are adhered to through these contracts. And then we make these contracting vehicles available to other federal agencies so that they can purchase. So GSA is also the procurement arm for the federal government. We buy everything from paper clips to tanks. Wow. Okay. That, you know, that just made it so much clearer because of the, we all a lot of times even make a mistake and say the Small Business Administration, the SBA, kind of like kind of putting you all together. So you have made it clear, but can you go over the differences, you know, just, just for our audience, just how you are different? Because we know the SBA is there, I guess, to really major, uh, mainly support business owners. Where well, right. you all, mm-hmm. go ahead. The Small Business Administration is probably the small business owner's first contact and probably in some instances may be a, quite an extensive contact when it comes to the mm-hmm. federal government. Uh, so is SCORE. Mm-hmm. And the Small Business Administration helps that small business get certified. It helps them establish their 8A certification status so that they can qualify for set-asides. When it comes to the actual purchasing, however, of goods and services and products, that's General Services Administration's responsibility. Our job is to get the best price for the product for the federal government. And when we get the best price, we have that contract issued between the federal government and the the business, and then we make that contract available to all of the other federal agencies, anywhere from Social Security Administration to Small Business Administration. Every federal agency then has the opportunity to make purchases off of that contract for their agency. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So when SBA is it. buying paper clips, chances are they're using our schedule. When they're buying furniture, uh, when they're buying furniture, when they're buying notebooks. When they're buying anything, they're using the General Services Administration purchase schedules. Mm-hmm. And just think of and schedules I, like a contract. Like a contract. And I love like the way you, you've made it 
playing, you said, you know, you, you all purchase anything from paper clips to tanks. And so, but when you think about it, I guess if we if we hadn't really thought about it, I don't know where where are all the things that the government uses, where are your supplies coming from. It's not like there is an entity that goes out to the store and purchases things. You have to have somewhere, uh, some way for all of the things that you need to be provided. The the yes. the supplies from the toilet paper, as you mentioned, to paper clips, all of that. So that is huge. That's I mean that is that is a major major opportunity. What are some of the ways that someone is just listening and for the first time they've just learned of this whole concept? You mentioned one of the first contacts would be the um the small business administration, but what are some of the ways that uh an individual can get involved with uh, doing business with the federal government? You know First thing I want to mention for the listeners is just how big we are. We okay. spent three okay. billion dollars last year. One point two billion of those dollars went to small businesses. Oh. So this wow. is huge. Okay. So now that you know just how big this is, what in order to do business with us. Of course, I always like to say when you come to the federal government, you've got to be ready for prime time. You have to have been in business for two years. We're going to require financial statements. We're going to require uh, past performance ratings. We're going to, so we're going to actually require you to give us a list of people uh, who will give you references. You've got to be able to uh, be insured. You've got to be able to get bonding because you are not just doing business for the federal government. You're actually doing business for the federal government using taxpayers' dollars. So we've got to make sure that we protect the taxpayer. Now, if you are a brand-new business who's been in business for less than two years, what I would suggest you do at that point is to get really busy on your state and local level. Go ahead and get all of your state and city certifications. Go ahead and get in their vendors list and do as much on the state and local as you can for the two years because you've got to have two years before you can come visit my world. After you have two years, then the next thing that I would like to recommend them do is in order to make sure you're successful, you've got to have capacity, financial capacity. So you should have a good idea as to what your business planning module is, what your marketing plan is, what your financial plan is. You can get help with that between SCORE, which is free of charge, and the SBA, which is free of charge to small businesses. SBA will also work with you, and when I say SBA, the Small Business Administration, will also work with the businesses to help them get classified in the right classification uh, for instance, if you're a woman-owned business, there's been some change in legislation recently that will give you some set aside, access to set-asides. They will help you determine if you qualify for that and then help you make sure you fill out the right paperwork to get your qualifications. If you qualify for the 8A, then they'll help you with that. If you're and a veteran-owned business, 8A okay. is another small business set-aside also. Mm-hmm. The women-owned is different from the 8A. You can have both. 8A for uh, women-owned does include construction companies and a couple of other types of products, but those are for women who have been underrepresented in certain industries. Mm-hmm. The list, the list and those are kind of like so, certifications. So I'm just, just right. Those are it. yeah for every for the audience. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, those are certifications. They are uh, through the SBA uh, through Small Business Administration, 
And it's a lengthy process, too. You know, got to remember, this is the government, so there's going to be a lot of paperwork. So you'll have to be able to prove and document everything that you assert to be true. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. once you've done that, uh, there are several ways to do business with the federal government. One of the ways you can do business with the federal government is to be certified as an 8A firm or an 8M firm, which is for uh, women, or a veteran-owned firm or a service-disabled vet or a hub zone business. You know, we have set-asides all across the place. Or you can have what we call a GSA schedule, GSA meaning General Services Administration. And schedule, I just want you to think about schedules as a contract. Mm-hmm. So, okay. so you have your product and service, and if it's a product and service that we buy, even though we buy a lot of items, there are some items we don't buy. So you have to be sure your product and services actually are things that we buy. Once you, we've determined that you buy, we buy those things, then we go through the process of getting you qualified in order to get you one of these contracts if you will, award it. Now, you can do it yourself because we have the capability for you to do it on online. However, we recommend that you work with procurement technical assistance centers, which are through the uh, Department of funded through the Department of Commerce, because their services are free and they will make sure that every answer is explained and all the documentation is in order, so that once you submit the documentation, the process is fairly smooth at that point. It takes about three to nine months, depending upon your product or services, to be awarded one of those contracts. And then once you are awarded one of those contracts, you then will be able to actually bid on just about anything that we put out for proposal. Uh, We do put out for proposal some contracts just to 8A small businesses, just to uh, veteran-owned businesses, and we put out some just to the general market. But this puts you on equal footing in just about every product and services we have with the rest of the companies. Uh, There are certain things that we buy that that cannot be purchased on that contract, and that would be construction. Those are open market kinds of contracts, so when they come available, they're posted on our website of uh, FedBizOps, which is www.fbo, and that's F as in Frank, B as in Boy, O as in Oscar, .gov, and you'll be able to see all of the opportunities that are available um, that are open for $25,000 or higher. Wow. Now, we also offer, my office offers other services that I think are invaluable to small businesses. We help answer the question as to how do small businesses get access to federal purchasing. So what my office will do is they will actually counsel the small business, identify if your product and services are products and services that we buy, identify the schedule or the contract, if you will, that you would need to have, that you should have awarded or work to have awarded, put you in contact with the right procurement technical assistance center to help you because we know which ones are really wonderful. And we know, and since there's so many different programs, we know which program you would probably be best for. And then also, once you get that schedule, we arrange what we call industry days or procurement forums where we can get a face-to-face meeting with you and the federal buyer so that you get about 15 minutes to actually pitch your company and why we should look to you to purchase those goods and services as opposed to the other uh, businesses that are on our schedules. 
This is amazing. Now, the um the 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 information that you're sharing um and what you all do there in your office is uh very key and I, I wanna let the listeners know, you know, you mentioned the details that we have to go through or individual needs to go through. A lot of times people get nervous, they get turned away because there is paperwork and I'm glad you said, Okay, it's a lengthy process, it's the government, but is it well worth it? To fill out extra documentation, have you seen lives benefit from filling out this extra paperwork or going through the different steps that you would have to or processes? We have, uh, we know recently we've started to capture success stories so that we could see just how successful we were. And I'm going to ask, answer this question in two parts. One is it is a lengthy process, and we are continually uh, working with the process to eliminate unnecessary steps, and there should be a change in the process. So now we try to uh, we try to take you to the process that is best for the small business, which is why the counseling that we provide to the small business is invaluable. The next thing is it is worth it. We have vendors in the uh, state of Illinois, for instance. Uh, one in particular has a personal staffing company because we do hire uh, people from personal staffing. Uh, firms, you know, we don't nece- we have a lot of work that has to be done inside, and not all of it is done by federal employees. Sometimes it is better for us to have it through a contract employee, so we contract with with personnel agency staffing firms. We've got several staffing firms that are making seven, eight, nine million dollars a year on these schedules. We've got female trucking companies that are making seven, eight, nine million dollars a year. Uh, so it is very beneficial. It's like any other business, though. You do have to market. So what we have prepared for you, my office has what we call a local procurement directory, which is a directory of all of the federal buyers in our region and their contact information. We also have uh, websites that we can teach you how to use or direct you to where you can search on the product and service that you sell, find out which agencies are buying that product and service, and then you can go straight to that agency. So instead of contacting some 30-odd federal agencies, you only contact the four or five that's actually buying what you need. And if there appears to be any questions or any roadblocks along the way, we are a liaison between the small business and the federal buyer, and we can work out those glitches for you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What are some of the, I guess, main misconceived notions that people have, you think, doing business with the federal government? Uh, is that they think that what we buy, that we only buy a limited number of goods. We have over about, um, 20, I think, about 10,000 schedules. We buy a lot of things. So a lot of people think, oh, no, they don't buy. And they think that we only buy everything in very large quantity, and we don't. We buy just like most people buy because every office generally will place their own orders. So it's not like we would look up and say, okay, we need like 30 trucks of paper because we just don't buy like that. Uh, So that's one of the misconceptions. Um, The other thing is that people worry about getting paid. Well, because of the Prompt Pay Act, which was been in – place since, uh, I believe, 1989, um, Pay Act, we pay everything within 30 days, so you will get your money. 
On this schedule, uh, we work certain discount deals for accelerated payment. And once we have those discount deals, uh, we pay, we can pay and accelerate the payments. So those are the two major misconceptions. Um, the other misconception is that you can't ever talk to anybody when that couldn't be further than the truth because this, this time you can talk to anybody all the time. Uh, it's just that, you know, we are fairly busy, so maybe you can't talk to you right now, but we have an internal uh, goal of returning all phone calls within uh, 24 hours, so you can talk to us. Mhm, mhm. So the main thing I guess you're saying is for people to just actually go through the steps and go through the process. Um, it sounds like yeah, and you, especially with and you the don't. support systems in place. Right. And that that's the other misconceptions is that people don't believe that there are support systems when there are support systems. You have the mm-hmm. offices of small business utilization and mine is not the only office. Uh, every mm-hmm. federal agency has a similar office. We were we were created by um uh, right of the Small Business Act. So every office has that. And uh, we are in touch with the Procurement Technical Assistance Centers almost daily. We have a very good relationship with them. We often do trainings for them. They do trainings for us. So there is someone to help you through the process. Now, some of the questions may seem odd, and some of the documents we require may seem odd, but it is the federal government, and we are transparent. So it's not like we're requesting information from one business from business A and not from business B we're requesting it from everyone and it is mm-hmm. secure mm-hmm. so that your mm-hmm. your information is not shared mhm 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 that's good that's good to know what are some of the um common things that you see are the most popular areas for contracts where people or and also the ones that people don't think about that they might want to consider um, of course, everyone these days seems to have a construction company or an IT company. And IT, we do an awful lot of IT um, spending. As a matter of fact, General Services Administration often does the contracting for the Department of Defense as far and then some for the Army also as when it comes to some of these IT contracts. Those are high-dollar contracts generally. Uh, of course, with that being said, that's the longest wait time to get on the schedule than any of the schedules. It's taken about nine months there. So those are the heavy hitters. And for us, construction is we don't have construction co- uh, construction contracts because we put those out to bid about every five years for a major prime. Uh, what I find is some small businesses don't like to sub, and in the federal government, we have a 27% goal uh, my small business goal, so all of our prime contracts have our prime contractors have to spend twenty seven percent of that contract value with small businesses, so we even can let you know who those primes are so that you can then do some subcontracting and we do have small businesses who have become millionaires millionaire million dollar businesses just by subbing subbing right and I was twenty seven percent about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Elevator. If you have a four million dollar elevator, I mean, four million dollar elevator uh, contract, you know, twenty seven percent of four million dollars is a hefty amount. Yes, yes, yes. That's not a bad amount. And and generally, that like you said, for that um, those construction contracts, that's over like a five year period of time. So that's kind of like an athlete; they get it over the this period of time. So it's not just 
that one amount is uh, annual twenty seven percent. Uh huh. Yeah, that's yes, that's it's annual. Great. Okay. Uh, one of the schedule, one of the things that we buy and people don't often think about it are graphic design. Uh, we have our we have a fair amount of our public own publications, and in my region alone, we spend anywhere from eight to twelve million dollars on graphic design a year. Wow, wow, graphic designers. Yes. What What else? What else? That people don't think uh, that about. That would be strange. Um, mm-hmm. You know what? We do promotional material. People mm-hmm. don't think we we're always at conferences. And we're always mm-hmm. out in the public eye, and everybody wants something now. We buy a fair amount of promotional material. So we have our mm-hmm. little notebooks with our agency name on it, our pens, our bags. We have mm-hmm. all of that, and people are surprised to see that too. So those are just mm-hmm. some of the things that people don't think about that. If you use it in your business, we use it in the federal government. <laughs> okay. That that is plain. <laughs> that is plain. Yeah. If you yeah. use it in your business, we use it in the federal government. Uh-huh. Cuz I guess So we buy we have GPS, we buy, Yeah, we buy cars. We you just uh-huh. whatever you use in your business, we use too. Uh-huh, uh-huh, because I'm just thinking you all are printing your own shirts or something. You know, you, we don't think about that, like you're saying. <laughs> so that's, that's yeah, good. No. Wow, cars uh, and... Right, we uh, we have the government printing office, and they subcontract out to uh, – they try to use small businesses exclusively when they can, uh-huh. and that is just – there again, that's multi-million dollar thing. Everything you see printed for the federal government, is we paid a printer to do. Mm, wow, and and you all do use a lot of printing for <laughs> papers, that's for sure. So let, let me ask you then, what's the – Actual um, criteria f- or uh, for a small business, and what's the prime? What are those categories specific? Well, generally, dollar amount uh, determines when it's a prime contractor. You know, in construction contract, anything over twenty-five million dollars, uh, and it's the dollar amount. You've got to look at the dollar amount. There are not many small businesses that can do a project uh, that. That's probably in excess of about $10 million. However, we do have some. Now, what we do encourage, which is something that uh, we uh, did not haven't talked about yet, is we encourage and allow mentor-protege agreements, teaming agreements, um, and joint ventures. Mm-hmm. So if there's a procurement out there that a small business, let's say it's $12 million, and a small business maybe can't do it him, itself, but if they can want to get two or three small businesses together and entering into a teaming agreement, the um, SBA is really good with that because they have uh, they can set up mentor-protege programs, they can set up joint venture agreements, and those agreements are recognized throughout other federal agencies also. So it's an opportunity for small businesses to get together, set up a joint venture or a limited LLC, however they want to handle that part, and go after that contract. So that way they can be the prime on that if they want to. So we allow different vehicles for you to do business with us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, if you have just tuned in, you are listening live to Ms. Stephanie Wilson-Coleman, who happens to be GSA's Director of Personal Property Management and the Office of Small Business Utilization. We're here on Wealthy Sisters. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, uh, would you mind answering a few questions from our audience? Ms. Oh, I'd love to answer some questions. <laughs> 
Okay, wonderful. If you've got questions, do dial in 347-838-9278. Press 1 so that we know that you have a question on the phone there. And if you're in the chat room, please send us a question there. We'll be happy to ask that of Ms. Wilson-Coleman. So stay tuned. We'll be right back after this short break. Three women are murdered every day. Around the world, at least one in three women has been or will be abused in her lifetime. It's time to change these statistics. Join Saving Promise, a national grassroots movement that's bringing about real change. Visit www.savingpromise.org to join our One Voice campaign and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Text My Promise to 20222 to make a $5 donation. We need your voice. Together we can live, thrive, and be free of domestic violence. Business leaders, are you ready to soar? Success is not defined by your wings, but by your courage to leap from the cliff's edge and fly. With Fortune 500 expertise, the Beatty Group partners with creative and motivated leaders, weaving structure and innovation for maximum business success. Visit us at thebeattygroup.com. That's T H E. B-A-T-I-E group.com or call the Beatty Group at 877-264-7699. Hi there, this is Bill Lee. I'm a voice talent and I want to work for you. Just email me at bill at billlee.net. For God so loved the world. We've probably all heard the start to this verse, but what does it really mean in our daily lives? At FedEx, we understand you want a partner who can help you go global. That's why FedEx delivers next business day by 10.30 a.m. from more major international cities than any other express carrier. FedEx, another day, another dollar saved. Hello, welcome back. We're here live on Wealthy Sisters. So excited to have everybody in the chat room. Thank you for dialing in. Also, the lines are packed out here today for our very special guest, Ms. Stephanie E. Wilson Coleman. She happens to be she is a director of personal property and management and also the Office of Small Business Utilization. She's sharing some awesome information with us today about doing business with the federal government. She's making it plain, making it clear for us that you can to do business. So if you've got any questions, dial in 347-838-9278. We'll be happy to uh, ask her for you as well. And if you're in the chat room, make sure you send us your questions there. This is the time to get those questions answered. So now, Ms. Wilson-Coleman, you were sharing with us the different steps and some of the things that people can do to do business. And you mentioned um, that there have been millionaires, also a million-dollar businesses that have been created from just doing subcontracts and along with the primes, those who have a primary contract with the business as well. You also have shared some of those ideas, things that we don't even think about, like graphic design or promotional materials uh, that people can also provide to the government as well. Um, there are certain things that you mentioned as well about the, the women-owned businesses. And I know when we were speaking a couple of weeks ago, you shared with me something you're really, really excited about um, this new women's initiative. Would you mind sharing that with our audience today? Uh, as you all know, there has been a change in the law as, that, is, that directly affect women. And it's, the women own, it's only for women-owned small businesses. And the government has decided that if you are a woman and your products encompass 
certain what we call NAX codes, or which are certain products areas, then you are now able to be put on parity or seen equal with any of the other underutilized groups, such as 8A, such as veteran-owned. We can actually set aside contracts for you, whereas we could not do that before. We could only, uh, say, set aside contracts for small businesses, and that would encompass any of the small business categories. But now we can set them aside for women-owned small businesses, provided you're in one of those categories. Now, there are thousands of categories who are are affected in that new law, and businesses would need to contact the Small Business Administration to see if their product and services actually are covered under that. But one of them is, is uh, we have a lot of small biz- women-owned businesses who are construction companies. Now, if you've got small construction projects, you can actually set them aside for women. Mm-hmm. And we think that's mm-hmm. a big win. Mhm, mhm. And when you say women-owned businesses, does that have to be 100% woman-owned, or is it just um, majority woman-owned? Majority, majority-owned. So mm-hmm. it would be 51% mm-hmm. owned. Mhm. Okay. Okay. And that's and with any what other is- classification. So, like a veteran-owned business has to be 51% owned. Uh, uh-huh. Women-owned would be 51. Minority-owned would be 51. Just the ma- majority of the ownership. Mhm. Okay. Okay. So um, you're saying even like set aside um, construction or what now, have you? Right. Over a thousand plus um, categories that they fit in. Go ahead. You were going to right. say and something. Right. Constru- and yeah, construction is not the only category. Uh, it's just probably mm-hmm. one of the biggest ones that women have been trying to uh, be given equal consideration as men in business across the board. And because it's mm-hmm. women owned, it's all women. Mm-hmm. And we're excited mm-hmm. about that. So you don't have to be mm-hmm. in a particular minority group. You can be all all women. Mhm, mhm. That's wonderful. That that is that is a huge win. And when did that take place? Uh, actually, February of this year, earlier this year, mm-hmm. I believe, it went into effect. Mm-hmm. Okay, wonderful, wonderful. And so if someone wants to find out more, you said they can go to the SBA, you can go to the website there, um, also call your local office, and then SCORE yeah. as well, which we know are right. made up of entrepreneurs um, and the SBA who volunteer the, their time to share uh, with those who are coming up in, in business and want to, to develop their business there. Now, was there something yeah. else you wanted to add to that? Uh, that's Probably the big thing, um, but what I would uh, encourage businesses to do also uh, that they don't do a lot of is sometimes right out the box you may not get your own contract just because, you know, we've got people making contracting decisions the way you have everywhere else, is Mm -hmm. we need to get to know the firm. So if you see something out there that you are qualified to do, I would recommend that you go ahead and submit a proposal. The magic in submitting a proposal is now your business is now on the radar of the contracting mm-hmm. officers. They now know that you are there. And if you're not granted the proposal, then you're allowed a debriefing where you get an opportunity to talk to the contracting officer and find out what it was you needed to do differently, and you build a relationship with that contracting officer. I would also recommend uh, spending a little bit of time in our subcontracting directory, which is a directory that lists 
the contract has been awarded to all the prime contractors. And at first going after some of those subcontracting dollars until you can get accustomed to the rhythm of doing business with the federal government. Mm-hmm. That way you're allowed to build relationships and you're allowed to uh, introduce your company and sell your goods and services to the procurement procurement official without being accountable for the entire dollar amount of the contract. And then after you've got the rhythm of doing business with the federal government, go for it. Right, right. And you said uh, uh, several key things there I want to hit on and ask you to elaborate more on. Um, One, quick question. As a subcontractor, do they need to be certified uh, through the either 8A or the uh, veterans or the women-owned? Do they need to be certified to be a subcontractor? Now, some some certifications are self-certifications. If you okay. are a woman, that's a self-certification, okay? If you're a minority, that's a self-certification. We take your word for that, all right? Okay. However, okay. if you are a veteran or dis- if you are a veteran, at some point you'll be required to produce a DD-214. And if you're a service-disabled uh-huh. veteran, you'll have to submit proof or documentation of your disability. But some of those, we take your word for it. So don't be afraid that you'll have to submit anything other than maybe a driver's license or a birth certificate because it'll show your ethnicity, and we're satisfied with that. Okay, so you're saying now, like, okay, well, I want to make sure I'm using the right terms. I'm sorry, go ahead. You want to say something now, else? Now, if you are going into the GSA system because you can do you can do business with General Services Administration without having ever stopped at the Small Business Administration doors to do anything, okay? You've got okay. a business, okay. you've been in business for 2 years. What you have to first okay. do with us is you have to register on a website that we call ccr.gov. ccr.gov okay. is just the central contracting registration link where all businesses have to register so that we can pay you. And what you will be required to submit is the name of your business, contact information about your business, your uh, tax ID number, and what we call your DUNS number, which would be your Dun and Bradstreet number. You put that into the right. website, you are not prepared to do business with us. Okay? Right. Now, yeah, that's the, the next thing I would recommend, right, CCR, Central Contractor Registration, ccr.gov. Now, okay. the next thing you would do would be uh, I would recommend past performance ratings. It's a website, openratings.com, where you go in there and you put in your past performance information. This way we know who you are. Since we've never done business with you before, you're going to have to tell us how wonderful you are. We've got to tell us what you've done, project you've completed, Uh And then after that, I would suggest that you go into online representation and certification, which is ORCA, O-R-C-A dot B-P-N dot gov. Now, all of this is on our website, too. One more time for me, O-R-C-A dot. O-R-C-A for ORCA dot B-P-N, B as in boy, P as in Paul, Uh N as in Nancy, dot gov. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, okay, and okay. and fill out that form. Now, everything, every website we're talking about, and all the information can be found on our found on our website at www.gsa.gov/r5smallbusiness. Okay, okay. Okay, it's all on the website. So if you feel now you've got all of that out, we know who you are, and you know you 
can bond and you know you can uh you are insured and then what you need to do at that point is just look for opportunities on the website. $25,000 and more, you go through fbo.gov. And we also have a forecast of contract opportunities website where you can go and look around and look at the things that we are thinking about doing, the things we are planning. Some uh, and That is updated um, at least quarterly. Uh, the contracting offices try to update it monthly, but we have a requirement that it's updated quarterly. So you're looking at fairly current information. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That is huge. That's some valuable information there. And if you're um, listening online, you can go to the chat room to see that uh, as well. We posted the links there for you uh, to review. And uh, you also mentioned uh, a, a major word, a topic that we talk about a lot here on Wealthy Sisters. And you, you said it several times about building relationships. How important is that um, in business in general from what you've seen? and building relationships? I think in life, not just in business, mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. is a relationship, and you must mm-hmm. build a relationship. People, especially in the business, and we are, I am, you know, in the federal government, we're spending taxpayers' dollars, so we want to be certain that we're comf- confident that you can do the work. So when you're building relationships here, it really is as simple as contacting the uh, buying officers, letting them know who you are, letting them know what you've done. So we're real big on having you send in a capability statement that's no more than one page long and getting to know them that way, keeping them posted upon uh, some of the projects you've completed or are currently working on, and then asking for a meeting so you just get an opportunity to do an informational meeting about your company. Then that way what they can do is they can go in and look around on websites and maybe talk to some of their primes to see what they know about you so they can get comfortable uh, comfortable with it. And you are able to build that relationship. At first, uh, the first few contracts that you may win may be small ones, but it does give us an opportunity to to build a relationship. And then you just go from there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But nothing, I love nothing, awesome. yeah, nothing in your life that goes well goes well if you're working in a vacuum. Exactly, exactly. We we are independent, but we are interdependent. We need one yes. another, and it's all right. about, we like I heard you mention, right. yeah, collaborating and working together. And for some reason, well, I, I think we've kind of been conditioned that way in school, you know, not to work together, but it's it, the reality is when we see corporations like Southwest Purchase Airtran, that's not a purchase. That's them working together. The same thing with AT&T purchase and T-Mobile, they are partnering, they're coming together uh, in order to to make uh, a win-win for everyone. So that is so important to be able to do that. And I also wanted to share with the audience, too, you mentioned that ccr.gov website where we can actually go on there now and um, start doing business with the federal government um, with that Dunn's number, that Dunn and Bradstreet, and that is very easy to get, everybody. You can call, you can just Google Dunn and Bradstreet. You can call them now. 
They will sometimes have agents there to try to get you to pay extra money uh, to get the number, but the number is free. You do not have to pay for it. You can get that number uh, right now, today, and they will send that to you. So you can you can yeah. get going with that. <laughs> you can, good, not in Brad Street number, you can actually go online and get it. You don't have to pay for it. You mm-hmm. don't have to talk to anybody. You can get it online. And when they give you mm-hmm. that number, you go into ccr.gov and you register. Now, the wonderful thing mm-hmm. about being in ccr.gov, if you're out there, go right on there now. It doesn't take a long time. It's easy to do. Uh, just be sure that you keep the registration current. Now, in the federal government, we do what we call micro-purchases, and those are purchases that are under $3,000 that we can do with a purchase card, and we can do without any real justification or contract. So if you've got a product or services that you can sell to the federal government in lots less than $3,000, you can call the procurement office and make a meeting, and maybe you can start making sales now, depending upon what it is you sell. Mm-hmm. Can you give us a quick example of something that would be, you know, that you've done or you've seen, just to kind of give people an idea of what's under three thousand? Um, ah, promotional, promotional what, materials uh-huh. can be under three thousand. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, graphic design can be under three thousand. Uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. Office supplies can be under three thousand. Uh, mm-hmm. Staffing services can be under three thousand. I mean. Mm-hmm. It's about anything can be bought and sold under $3,000. That gives you a foot in the door. And a lot of the successful businesses now that are making 7 and $8 million a year, that's how they started. They would contact and say, you know, do you have a need for this? Um, uh, I understand you have a need for this particular product or services. Uh, I would like, you know, we provide that. These are my credentials. Uh, is it possible for us, for you to allow me to do this much of this, so you can get an idea as to how I do business. Mhm, mhm. Oh, that's a great nothing idea. Stopping, I'm just thinking nothing stopping. Yeah, you. all of those virtual assistants that are out there. I mean, if you're saying staffing for something less than three thousand, that would be a great way uh, to to actually get your foot in the door. I can imagine there. Well, that's um, the end we of the fiscal have, year. If we're coming uh-huh. up to the end of the fiscal year. You never know what agencies might need help with filing or putting stuff away or boxing up the old stuff to make room for the new stuff, you never know. And they may only mm-hmm. need maybe a, a couple of days of that. We, we're, you know, sometimes we've bought in people for a day or two to pull files because we've got a review. You just never know what's going on. Just like I said, mm-hmm. the same needs that occur in your business are the same needs that we have in this business. Mhm, mhm, and also too, I'm thinking um, I've heard people say that that budget i mean when you have a budget you they're supposed to spend the money in the budget, correct <laughs> is that how that works I, uh, that's the idea because the we go year. through we we go through great pains of planning our expenses for this fiscal year, and we are mm-hmm. held accountable for it. So uh, we try to stagger our expenses so we know what we're going to spend for the year because we're not, you know, even though if we run out because there's some emergency, we can go back and ask for more, but you are expected to live within your approved budget. Right, but I'm just thinking this, as you mentioned at the end of the year, sometimes I, I think I've heard some people say, oh, wow, I got a, you know, I got a few more dollars I need to um, support some businesses with or what have you because, they, you know, they had a little surplus. 
is I'm just yeah. saying it's it's a good time of the year to actually attempt to do some business with the federal government because you don't know what you know someone's budget might be. Right. Mhm. Mhm. That's, that's now we exactly do have right. A lot of times okay. we may let's say, um, you know, depending on what it is, we got some great pricing from something, and hey, uh-huh. all of a sudden there's a little something, there's a little money left, but. On mm-hmm. your list of things, you needed something else, okay? Mm-hmm. And you were sort of trying to plan it so you can get the maximum use of your dollars. Now you have dollars that you can buy that something else. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, makes sense. We do have a question from Kathleen Williams in our chat room. She would like to know, would the federal government consider purchasing a book that is directed toward a particular uh, at-risk population and do they advertise or sponsor programs directed toward at-risk groups? Uh, we don't do programs that are directed toward at-risk groups. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, what we do is we do a lot of training. We can mm-hmm. buy books because we have a lot of HR, EEO kinds of things going on. We have a lot of mm-hmm. diversity training. We have a lot of discrimination training. We have a lot of recruitment. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of interviewing. We have a lot of alternative dispute resolution training. We buy a lot of mm-hmm. stuff for that. So in mm-hmm. that instance, we would. Now, um, I do know that the Department of Labor has um, job course centers that generally uh have a lot of people who are at risk participate in them. And then there's a Peace Corps. So those may be some agencies that she would want to contact because they may have different needs since they are, they are dealing with people who are at risk or who are, um, in, finan- are in financial levels that could be poverty level. Mm-hmm. But And then, but like, in some cases, if there was a conference that had to do with that particular agency or what have you, then they would purchase a booth if it was in the budget or something like that to attend. I think maybe they might be wondering. We if attend, that, if, we attend uh-huh. so many events. It is uh-huh. amazing. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh-huh. She should contact uh-huh. them because we do attend booths. She should also contact her congressional offices because okay. they set up booths at various events okay. also. Okay. Okay. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, we have um, someone, let's see, Latina wants to say hello and thank you so much for the great information, she says, Stephanie, just great information. Thank you. Uh, and I do, again, want to say thank you as, as well for being here on our show. We have about 60 seconds left. What would you like to leave with our guest today? I want to leave with them the idea, plant the seed, that you can be very successful in doing business with the federal government. It is not nearly as hard as you think. Just give us a call, and we will gladly walk you through the process. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, you heard it from none other than Ms. Stephanie Wilson-Coleman, who happens to be GSA's Director of Personal Property Management and the Office of Small Business Utilization. She is available. She made herself available today to us uh, on Wealthy Sisters, and we want to say thank you again. If you just tuned in and you missed the first half of this show, you can always catch this one 
and any of our others at www.wealthysistersradio. That's S-I-S-T-A-S for sistersradio.com. Again, we want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in to, in the chat room and on the lines. We'll tell you we had a packed call here today. And thank you again so much, Ms. Wilson Coleman, for all of your great information you shared with us today. Tune in next week. We have another fabulous interview with a powerful sister that's going to share practical information for you to apply to your life today and win in a big way. This has been Deborah Hartnett, and we're signing off. Have a wonderful day. This has been another episode of Wealthy Sisters, brought to you by the professional black woman. Turning your concepts into cash. Join Deborah Hardnett, our host next week, as she interviews another powerful, progressive, and positive sister. And visit us on the web at www.wealthysisters.com. That's www.wealthysisters.com.